I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Is set to end on Wednesday. I'm Acacia James. Leaders of the G7 are holding an urgent virtual meeting with the president of Ukraine today after Russia ratcheted up its attacks. Maryland's Republican candidate for governor backs out of a controversial fundraising event. Good morning. It's now 7 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Vicki Barker in London. As air raid sirens sound across Ukraine again today, fresh promises of more heavy weaponry from the world's top seven industrialized democracies. President Biden and other leaders of the group of seven nations will hold an emergency virtual summit today to discuss Russia's war with Ukraine. Russia unleashed dozens of missiles on Ukrainian cities Monday, destroying buildings and knocking out power. CBS's Dan Lieberman. As the UN considers a resolution condemning Russia's actions in Ukraine, this from that country's UN ambassador. Suffering defeats on the battlefield, Russia takes it out on the peaceful residents of Ukrainian cities. In Los Angeles, ongoing fallout over a racially charged leaked tape featuring three city councilors. In the tape conversation, the three council members talk about the adopted black son of a white fellow council member. There are disparaging remarks about the child's behavior during a Martin Luther King Day parade. At one point, the child is referred to in Spanish as a little monkey. CBS's Steve Futterman in Los Angeles. One of those three was the city council president. She's now stepped down from that post, but not from the council, which meets this morning. In Uvalde, Texas, last night calls for more action and explicit apologies from the grown-ups who were in charge when 19 kids and two teachers were massacred in May. Someone has to take responsibility for those deaths. Uvalde's school superintendent has announced he's retiring. The school district's police force has been suspended over its handling or non-handling of the massacre. A controversial football player slowly getting back into the game. CBS's Monica Ricks has that. Deshaun Watson's training again with the Cleveland Browns. It's the quarterback's next step in his potential return from an NFL suspension. Watson was banned for 11 games for alleged sexual misconduct and has been away from the Browns since late August. The three-time Pro Bowler can work out, but he can't practice till mid-November. A University of Miami fraternity shuttered for good over disturbing allegations. Members of Sigma Phi Epsilon at the University of Miami are accused of chanting about raping women and what they would do to their corpses at a party on October 1st. Student editor of the school newspaper, Patrick McCaslin, broke the story. It's sick and it's crazy that like so many people are chanting it together. The fraternity's national board revoked the local charter, forcing it to shut down. There are also allegations of spiked drinks at the party. CBS's Wendy Gillette reporting. Very bad news for people who really hate needles. AstraZeneca is abandoning its attempt to develop a COVID vaccine nasal spray. Apparently, early trials proved underwhelming. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It's 7.03 on WTOP. Welcome into Tuesday morning, the 11th of October. Nice one ahead. Sunny and temperatures in the 70s.
52 degrees now this morning. Good morning. Good to have you along. I'm Mark Lewis. And I'm Joan Jones. And the top local stories that we're following for you this hour, traffic starts to move over the new Nice Middleton Bridge. It spans the Potomac, and it's opening tomorrow. The old bridge, that's set to be demolished starting Thursday, but that's going to depend on a court hearing that's scheduled for today. The timeline is spelled out in court documents filed on behalf of the Maryland Transportation Authority in response to a lawsuit. The suit asks for a temporary restraining order to stop the old bridge from being torn down so it can be used by bicyclists and pedestrians. The hearing is taking place in U.S. District Court in Baltimore. As for the new bridge's opening, no public announcements have been made, but the Freelance Star reports invitations have been sent out for a Wednesday ribbon-cutting ceremony, after which Governor Larry Hogan will lead the first cars over the bridge. Michelle Bash, WTOP News. Data finds that when it comes to traffic stops, black drivers are more likely than white drivers to be pulled over by police in Virginia. While black drivers make up 19.5% of the state's driving age population, nearly 31% of the drivers stopped by police in a recent nine-month period were black. The stops involved Virginia State, local police, and sheriff's offices. The study is by the State Department of Criminal Justice. Hispanics were also stopped at higher rates, making up nearly 9% of the driving age population. They were 9.5% of the total number of drivers stopped. White drivers make up more than 64% of the driving age population and were the subjects of 57% of the traffic stops. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. 2022 on WTOP, Maryland's GOP candidate for governor, Dan Cox, has withdrawn from a Republican unity gathering after a Jewish group said that the event's name evoked memories of the deadly white supremacist rally that took place in Charlottesville. Organizers of this new Unite the Right concert and rally said that it was meant to bring a fractured Maryland Republican Party together for the closing weeks of the campaign. The Cox campaign said it had agreed to take part before it knew the name of the event, adding that it won't be associated with anything that is reminiscent of the unspeakable tragedy that took place in Charlottesville. Tomorrow, enforcement of the juvenile curfew in Prince George's County is set to end. So how effective has it been? The curfew applies to children under 17, and so far, officials have issued four violations in the past month. Carjackings decreased during curfew hours, which are 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 11.59 p.m. to 5 a.m. Friday and Saturday. The county also reported zero homicides during those hours in the first three weeks. It's not clear if the decrease in crime is directly related to the curfew. According to the Washington Post, the first three violations were for gunfire, a traffic violation, and being caught outside during curfew hours. The most recent was for a 14-year-old driving his mother's car without permission. The county executive's office will soon provide an update on the next steps for the curfew. Acacia James, WTOP News. Students in Prince George's County Schools have access now to health care at school through a free telehealth program. When students aren't feeling well, the school nurse can initiate a telehealth visit with a doctor, get a prescription, or speak to a therapist using Hazel Health. That's the country's largest provider of telehealth for kids. The program started yesterday for students in middle schools. It begins for high schools October 24th. Parents will also be able to access Hazel free of charge Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. if their child becomes ill at home. Coming up on WTOP, after a check of traffic and weather, some folks in the area can take time off work 
to get their COVID booster shots. We'll tell you who that applies to right after traffic and weather at 7.07. Today's Innovation in Government report highlights the government's IT modernization opportunities. David Abramowitz, the chief technologist at Trend Micro Federal, says educating the workforce about cyber threats needs to start earlier and continue for their entire career. When employees in an organization see something that's very well crafted and it looks like it's about something they are interested in and there's a link, sometimes you're focused on somewhere else or you just don't have the education, they'll just go and click. What we've done at Trend Micro to help that because we want everyone to learn at an early age to be what we call, let's say, a good digital citizen. Starting that at a younger age and infusing that in and giving those lessons, I think, will work very well. Let Trend Micro Federal, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. Learn more at kerasoft.com slash innovation. It's 7.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Now let's head right back to the traffic center and Jack. Slowing in Virginia on the Beltway. Inner loop around Braddock Road toward 236. Then a little bit heavy north of the toll road headed up into McLean. You'll find 66 was a bit slow eastbound in Manassas into Centerville. Then passing 123. 395. All right, your delay in the Springfield interchange. First, there is a wreck after Duke Street over on the right shoulder. New trouble top end just before you get onto the 14th Street Bridge. There's a new wreck there blocking the far right lane. You're going to find we're slow in Maryland on the Beltway, topside outer loop from 95 past Georgia Avenue. That was where it crashed, I think, now over on the right shoulder. Interloop delays around St. Barnabas Road down toward the Wilson Bridge. Callers said down near exit 4, we'd had a crash off the roadway right side. Delays both sides of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway at 197. 270, you're slow down near the Monocacy through Urbana down toward 109. Then Germantown headed south toward 370. 355 off Twinbrook Parkway. Between Twinbrook Parkway and Edmonston Drive, we'd had a vehicle leave the parking lot and going into a building. Branch Avenue north up near the Beltway. Crash was in the center lane. I think our wreck is out of the road, but grabbing a little attention in Elkridge. 95 headed southbound down near Route 100. Slowing on the Baltimore Washington Parkway south near 202, headed into the district. Slowing on to DC 295 all the way toward East Capitol Street. We're a bit heavier both sides of the freeway, trying to access the 3rd Street Tunnel. North I 295, we're delayed leaving Oxen Cove, riding up past Laboratory Road. On the rails this morning, Mark Brunswick train 874 reporting a 25 minute delay. Train 872 reporting a 45 minute delay. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterman has helped tens of thousands of of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. Jack Taylor, WTOP Traffic. Really nice day ahead. Let's check that forecast with Chad Merrill. Another stellar day shaping up across the nation's capital, even warmer than yesterday. We're going for highs in the mid-70s this afternoon. Clear skies, not nearly as chilly tonight with temperatures in the mid-50s. Increasing clouds, a little bit more humid on Wednesday with mid-70s. Warm front comes through, a couple of showers early on Thursday. That'll be followed by another round of rain later in the day, perhaps a rumble of thunder with mid-70s. Friday, we'll have sunshine in the morning, partly sunny skies in the afternoon, highs near 70. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. What a nice start to our day, too. It's uh, 48 at the Wharf in D.C. and 48 in Oxon Hill this morning. Beautiful sky, though. As the sun's coming up, it's 52 outside the WTOP studios. 7-Eleven, the Office of Personnel Management is making it a bit easier for federal employees to get their COVID booster shots. 
Federal workers now have up to four hours of paid administrative leave after OPM authorized the time off. Feds can use that time to take family members to get their vaccine doses as well. It follows recent efforts from the Biden administration encouraging Americans to get vaccinated this fall to prevent the spread of the illness and to minimize disruptions from the pandemic. Federal Headlines is presented by Paraton, doing the can't be done for national security. I'm Peter Masserly, and here are your top headlines from Federal News Network. The Army National Guard says it's facing its biggest challenge in 20 years, meeting its goal of total soldiers. Like other parts of the military, the Army Guard is struggling with recruiting, but retention is a problem, too. The Guard ended last fiscal year 10% below its annual retention goal. And agencies now have the option to hire additional staff to help with recovery efforts for Hurricanes Fiona and Ian. The Office of Personnel Management approved a special hiring authority to fill temporary positions for up to one year. For more on these stories, go to federalnewsnetwork.com. 712 here in North, uh, make that South Korea's military is saying that it is capable of detecting and intercepting the variety of missiles that North Korea has launched in a barrage of recent simulated nuclear attacks. North Korea said its two weeks of firing drills involved nuclear-capable ballistic missiles, warplanes, and other assets to practice possible attacks on South Korea and U.S. targets. Some observers have said that a portion of the North's newly developed weapons may overcome South Korean and U.S. missile defenses. Talk about a big pumpkin, Charlie Brown. This one has squashed all previous records. It's the Great Pumpkin! Anoka, Minnesota horticulture teacher Travis Ginger sets a new U.S. record for the heaviest pumpkin, 2,560 pounds. Our spring and our fall is really, really tough, really tough. So to do it in Minnesota, it just shouldn't happen. It's like winning the Tour de France on a big wheel. Ginger drove his prize pumpkin 35 hours to the 49th World Championship Pumpkin Way Off in Half Moon Bay, California. He broke a record set just last week in New York, a pumpkin that weighed 2,550 four pounds. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Up ahead, an emergency meeting of G7 leaders is set for today, 713. There's a reason Comcast Business powers more businesses than any other provider. Actually, there's a few. Comcast Business offers the fastest reliable network, the peace of mind that comes with Security Edge, helping to protect all your connected devices and the most reliable 5G mobile network. Want me to keep going? I can. Whether your small business is starting or growing, you need Comcast Business. Technology solutions that put you ahead and give you serious savings. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. There's never been a better time to get gig speed internet and advanced security from Comcast Business. With our new gig bundles, you'll get 20% more speed for less. That's more value for your business and more speed to keep all your connected devices running smoothly. So get an incredible offer from the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Comcast Business Internet required. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Going up? If so, you have the International Union of Elevator Constructors Local 10 to thank for that. IUEC Local 10 are go-to experts for elevators, escalators, and moving walkways. If you need your elevator or escalator project done right, on time, and on budget, go with IUEC Local 10, a proud supporter of helmets to hard hats. Get started at IUECLocal10.org. IUEC Local 10, because if it weren't for us, you'd take the stairs. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 7-15, Dave Johnson is here. Hey, you can play along at home if you have the home version. It's NFL Jeopardy. The answer, quarterback controversy. The question, who are the Washington Commanders? Oh, we've had a few quarterback controversies in this town over the years, but this is different. It's not about who should start, but about who the commanders signed. When asked why other teams in the NFC East have made more progress, Ron Rivera's one-word answer, the quarterback. But no regretting trading for Carson Wentz. You know, I just think right now we have a guy that is really growing in what we're doing. I thought yesterday was a good indicator of his potential for this, for us in this. And uh, we'll continue to work with him. Well, growing doesn't sound like a quick fix. Commanders and Bears on Thursday. What about Ron Rivera's future? Rob Wood forecasts it on WTLP.com. A roughing the passer call against the Chiefs. Fired up the Chiefs and their passer. Down 17-7. Chris Jones appeared to have a strip sack on the Raiders. Derek Carr saved by a roughing the passer call. Chiefs got angry and then got more than even. They rallied for a 30-29 win. Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey. It is only preseason, but the Wizards, they seem more active on defense. Ten steals last night, a 116-107 win in Charlotte, and head coach Wes Unsell. In general, I think we've, we've gotten better, to your point, the hand activity, the, the multiple effort. Uh, our communication has to continue to improve, and then our physicality on the defensive end. Christoph Sporzengis had 20 points in the first half, but left the game before halftime when he turned his ankle, but not believed to be serious. Hey, the Capitals' opening night roster is set, and it's a good thing. Opening night is tomorrow against the Boston Bruins. I can't believe it's that soon. Mm -hmm. Well, I knew there was a reason it was cold this morning. He's <laughs> back. Dave Johnson, WTLP Sports. The top stories we're following on WTLP. An emergency virtual meeting takes place today with the leaders of the G7 nations. And the president of Ukraine comes a day after more than 80 Russian missiles rocked Ukrainian cities and struck near the center of Kiev for the first time in months, killing 19 and leaving over 100 people injured. The Supreme Court will hear arguments today about a California animal cruelty law that could raise the cost of bacon and other pork, product, pork products nationwide. That case involves a California law that says pork sold in the state needs to come from pigs whose mothers were raised with at least 24 square feet of space. The new Nice Middleton Bridge that spans the Potomac River and connects Maryland and Virginia is scheduled to open tomorrow, but a group of biking and outdoor enthusiasts say that as that new bridge opens up, the old bridge doesn't necessarily have to come down. They have filed a lawsuit in federal court to halt the planned demolition. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Charges have been filed against a stepfather in the death of a man in Upper Marlboro last week. Police were called to a home on Queen Anne Bridge Road early Friday morning. They found the body of 53-year-old Kelly McClary. He had been beaten and stabbed and was pronounced dead at the scene. 68-year-old Jamie Porras, McClary's stepfather, has been charged with first and second degree murder. And he's being held without bond. It's 718. Traffic and weather on the 8th here. Jack Taylor, you know, today starts uh, everyone back to work for this week anyway. <sighs> They're all certainly out there, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, let's start on the uh, Beltway in Maryland. We've got our delay from 95. There was a wreck that was after Georgia Avenue. That's now on the right shoulder, hence your delay. 270, we've got delays near the Monocacy through Urbana down to 109. Then moving into Germantown toward Montgomery Village Avenue and starting to get that slowing as you get onto the southbound spur headed toward the outer loop. Inner loop slowdowns now off and on after Branch Avenue head down toward the Wilson Bridge near St. Barnabas Road. There have been reports of a crash. I'm hoping that's
that's over on the right shoulder. Branch Avenue northbound up at the Beltway. Now the crash blocks two left lanes. There was an earlier wreck on 95 going southbound after Route 100. I think all that activity finally cleared. I think it was off the roadway to the right side. We've got some new troubles in Virginia running on 66 going eastbound. We're jammed now in Manassas east out just before 29 in Centerville. That's where we had the reported crash along the left side of the roadway. Expected heavy again as you approach the Beltway. Delays in Springfield going north on 395. There's a wreck after Duke up before Seminary on the right shoulder. Then the crash that was up before the 14th Street Bridge also safely moved out of the roadway onto the right shoulder. 95, we'd had a little heavy traffic northbound at 17. Then again, briefly Dale City going into Woodbridge toward Lorton. Expect uh, the work zone on 95 southbound after 17 in Falmouth, it's taken away a far left lane, not causing a huge delay. All right, in the district, we're slower, especially on the freeway, leaving the 11th Street Bridge, headed toward the 3rd Street Tunnel in the outbound case. Look for delays out of Maryland, going south onto DC 295. Your pace improves near Pennsylvania Avenue, but again, slowing to exit inbound on the 11th Street Bridge. We're jammed in Oxen Cove on I-295 North toward Laboratory Road, then again, exiting on the 11th Street Bridge. VRE this morning, Fredericksburg train 3. 310 reporting a 40-minute delay. Brunswick Mark train 874, 35 minutes late. And Brunswick train 872 reporting a 55-minute delay. Jack Taylor, WTOP Traffic. Let's go live down to Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. You've got a winner of a Tuesday forecast. Oh, I sure do. Our temperatures today in the middle 70s with plenty of sunshine continuing. Temperatures tonight not as cold as this morning with mid-50s downtown, mid to upper 40s in the suburbs. We continue that theme on Wednesday with mid-70s, so any outdoor plans, do not cancel them over the next couple of days. Thursday morning, a couple of showers, perhaps a rumble of thunder Thursday evening as a front comes through mid-70s. Don't expect much cold air behind this front, though, with near 70 on set Friday and low to mid-70s. Beautiful weather over the weekend. Our next shot of cold air comes early next week. Now, this is our coldest period of time before the sun really warms things up. So 43 at BWI Marshall, 48 at Reagan National, and warming up right now from 39 at Dulles International Airport. All right, Chad, thanks. Yeah, we're at 50 here in clear, beautiful skies. It's brought to you by Lynn the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Just ahead on WTOP. So where's your meeting spot for everyone safely escaping a fire? I'm Christy King. It's 721. The following is a paid commercial message. Thank you so much for being here. I really, truly appreciate it. Representative Abigail Spanberger held a town hall. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger taking her listening ear. Representative Abigail Spanberger held a virtual telephone town hall tonight to help veterans with issues they may be facing. I hold so many town halls to ask questions and to hear from you. Spanberger answered questions on a variety of topics. Your concerns guide my work, whether it's more funding for law enforcement, helping middle-class families make ends meet, cutting taxes for small businesses, or making Congress more accountable to you. They were happy. Spanberg was there to listen. So nice to meet you. Thank you for that question. I thought the Congresswoman did a great job in responding to all viewpoints. Spanberger is accountable. And she acted on my concerns. And I totally believe I can trust her. I'm Abigail Spanberger, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Spanberger for Congress. 
Is your agency building and running applications in the cloud? Adopting Prisma Cloud by Palo Alto Networks into your application lifecycle process starts your journey to comprehensive cloud security. Feel safe knowing your cloud is protected against sophisticated threats ahead of time. Feel confident your security teams can identify and fix critical risks from code to cloud. To learn more about Prisma Cloud and securing your entire application development lifecycle, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash prisma slash cloud. Thompson Creek designs, builds, and installs replacement windows. Without the middleman markup, you get high-quality windows at an affordable price direct from our local factory. Take advantage of our biggest sale of the year with 25% off all windows and doors for a limited time, plus special financing options. Call 855-57-CREEK. That's 855-57-CREEK before this offer is gone. listening to WTOP News. 723, and this week is devoted to fire prevention nationwide. The theme of this year's Fire Prevention Week is Fire Won't Wait, Plan Your Escape. Mitchell Canry is D.C.'s fire marshal. He says everyone should know two or three ways to escape. An idea of how to get out of the house, the best way to get out, having a meeting point, um, having a way to practice those plans, right? Also, before sleeping, close the doors to bedrooms and routinely check smoke alarms. Christy King, WTOP News. Thousands in Florida still waiting for help nearly two weeks after Hurricane Ian tore through parts of that state. As people are going through their damaged homes and businesses, they are trying to figure out exactly what insurance will cover. Only 18% of Florida homes have flood insurance, and homeowners here already pay the highest premiums, nearly three times the national average for property insurance. Florida was in crisis two years ago. It's in collapse now. The Florida State Senator Jeff Brandis says one problem is a whopping 80% of property insurance lawsuits come from Florida, despite only representing 8% of the nation's insurance claims. That's CBS correspondent Manuel Bajorquez reporting. The number of storm-related deaths in Florida is up to 102. In Los Angeles, the city government is embroiled in controversy after the leak of an audio involving three council members in a racist discussion. In the tape conversation, the three council members, all Latino, talk about the adopted black son of a white fellow council member. There are disparaging remarks about the child's behavior during a Martin Luther King Day parade. At one point, the child is referred to in Spanish as a little monkey. All three have apologized but are rejecting calls to step down. One of the three, Nuri Martinez has resigned her leadership position as council president. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Money News at 25 and 55. Black Friday may be more than six weeks away, but retailers are already rolling out some deals. Target says it's beginning its Black Friday sale, which will include half-priced electronics and toys. Walmart is offering sales this week for holiday shoppers as well. The move comes after Amazon last month said it would offer another Prime Day-like event, which is slated to take place this week. Mortgage rates are at a 15-year high, and Jeff Claybaugh says if you want perspective, consider where they were for your parents and grandparents. Mortgage rates hit an all-time high 16.5% in 1981. The median price of a house back then was just $69,000. But in the D.C. area today, the median price is 630000 Apply that 16.5% rate to that mortgage, 
A monthly payment would be almost $8,800 a month. Wow. Rates are nowhere near that high right now, but rates being quoted by lenders today vary the most they have in at least five years. Money News brought to you by Jamaica Tourist Board. Come back. It's time to come back. Back to the vibe that comes alive in Jamaica. So call your travel agent or go to visitjamaica.com. Still to come on WTOP. Republicans send in political reinforcements to Georgia today to help their ambassador.